hey, are you exhausted? Are you exhausted with political fatigue? Are you tired of the news cycle just running every story about politics? I am. And even in the news cycle, we talk about COVID fatigue. Man, COVID fatigue, I got it. I know that one too. But man, I'm starting to get the political fatigue. I'm starting to wait for this political thing to finally calm down. And, and if you're feeling it too, I want to have you stick around because we're going to work on some things you can do to help, to help with your political fatigue because it's not just you. It's not just you in terms of you're the only one feeling it, but it's not you even in terms of there's something wrong with you. There is absolutely nothing wrong with you. This is a real thing. Political fatigue is, is equivalent to adrenal fatigue. You're adrenals, your your nervous system is overwhelmed and flooded. And so what we're going to do is talk about how to help. Stick around. Hi, I'm Brett R. Williams, psychotherapist. And thanks. Thanks so much for coming and joining us. I want you to also be aware of what we're doing with the gathering, the gathering of good people, because there we're, we're trying to help bring people together to support one another in creating change. Now, Today, as I promised, my advice is going to focus on helping us all deal with adrenal fatigue because we got it. We all got it. We got it in the form of this continual political crisis that we seem to be in. Now, um, the, the reason I say that we're all feeling it is because there's so many of my clients these days that I'm talking about this very same issue with. In fact, one lady came in the other day and um, She's already got anxiety, and so this news cycle thing is just beating her down. And she actually ended up going to her doctor um, because she was having all kinds of anxiety attack kind of symptoms. And the doctor just really rightly nailed it. He's, you know, talking to her about, you know, what are you feeling? Are you under a lot of stress? And then she started talking about her stress and how it was related to this constant news cycle of politics, politics, politics. He called it, he, you know, he could see that this was stress-induced and not necessarily biological for her. And so his recommendation was, you know, you just need to kind of cut out the news cycle, cut out social media, Facebook, all that kind of stuff, because it was just overstimulating her, her nervous system. Now, I totally agree, and and I think that could be a good idea for a lot of us to do. But I'm not sure it's the, you know, it's kind of a doctor's point of view. Like, you know, if you're eating too much and you're overweight, stop eating. There's the answer. The doctor's point of view is right. It's not wrong. Um, but it doesn't factor in how. It doesn't factor in our psychology, and it doesn't factor in you know, what are some strategies that we can use to help decrease this angst and anxiety we have? And so I want to go into a little bit more detail about that and, and kind of talk about brain neurophysiology, because you know I love focusing on the brain, and, and then help give you some strategies too. So let me start with, have you ever read Why Zebras Don't Get Ulcers? It's a cute book. It's a good book. 
Um, but it basically talks a little bit about this very issue. Um, animals in the wild, nature, natural creatures, they're under life and death situations all the time. Why are they not fatigued? Why are they not overloaded and overwhelmed like we as humans are? Well, the big difference is that for animals, their adrenals, which is, you know, what we think of as adrenaline, it's those glands inside of our brain that's pumping out all kinds of hormones for us to move into fight or flight. Well, for animals, they have them too, but for animals, they're not on 24 hours a day. And in this book, Why Zebras Don't Get Ulcers, he just, the author kind of goes through and talks about that's not the way animals work. Animals are like out in the savanna, chewing on the grass, you know, right? Out there having a good time. And then they may see something out there, a lion, a tiger, whatever. Well, probably be a lion, not a tiger, because tigers are in India. But anyway, a lion out there in the savanna, and that zebra takes off, man. That zebra's out of here. But within 10 minutes, Lion's gone, zebra's back to his grasslands, and he's chewing away again. It's back to normal life. His adrenals, his adrenaline comes on, and then it shuts off. That's the way it's supposed to work. That's the way it works for every other creature on the planet. That's the way it's supposed to work for you and me, is that we get upset, we deal with these life-threatening situations, we address the issue, and then we go back to normal life. But for most of us, that doesn't happen. We don't ever go back to normal life. We're just crisis or um, emergency or panic after panic after panic. And our body never gets a chance. Our body never gets a chance to slow down or to find its balance again. And that's what's happening with p political fatigue. That's what's happening with COVID fatigue. That's what's happening with all of our anxieties is that our bodies just get exhausted by being afraid all the time. Now, let's talk about how. How to, to turn it on and turn it off, because that's really what needs to happen. And what the doctor was suggesting was just turn it off. Just turn it off 100%. Shut it down. Don't, don't look at the news. Don't look at social media. And, and, and some people do that. Some people just never look at the news anymore. They just don't like what they're seeing, so they just shut it all off. Okay, if that, if that works for you, that's, that's an answer. But I want to suggest something a little bit more realistic, something that's more kind of appropriate for all of our lives. I want to talk to you about how to be able to focus your mind, because focusing your mind is an important tool in any part of life. And what I want to specifically do is I want to suggest that we have periods, just like the zebra, where we watch the news, we take in information, we're informed, and then we turn it off. And then we turn it on, and then we turn it off. That's what we need to be able to do, because that's the way we're designed to do, and that's more realistic in real life. Now let's talk a little bit how to do it. I want to suggest that you become more intentional. I'm working on a, a, a class and a workshop that we're going to put on the gathering of good people. It's a free workshop on the five steps 
to mindfulness. And the first step in mindfulness is bringing your thinking brain online and focusing it through intention. Intention. Most of the time we're running around autopilot and our brains are just spinning, like the sound effect, spinning, and it just runs. The brain just runs. Well, what we're doing by, by creating intention on things is that we're taking back control. It's almost like we're flipping the plane off of autopilot and we're grabbing the steering wheel and we're taking control of where we're going and how we're going. And it may not change anything. It may not change our destination, change our day, change anything in our lives. But the fact that we're taking control and we're being intentional about things changes a lot because it, it brings our mind out of the autopilot and out of some of our negative habits and patterns, which can be worry or anxiety or fear. And that's what we need to do here. What I want to suggest is starting to become more present. When you notice yourself worrying, maybe it's about politics, maybe it's about COVID, maybe it's about family, maybe it's about, you know, 100,000 different things, right? When you start to notice yourself worrying and you start going into that panic mode, which is going to create fatigue, I want to suggest that you become present, present in whatever is going on. Maybe maybe you're, you're washing the dishes and, and I want you to go, oh, I'm washing dishes. I'm going to focus on washing the dishes and really become mindful and intentional about washing the dishes. Maybe, maybe you're driving the car and you're just zipping down the highway and you're just thinking about this, that, or the other. And again, your brain wanders off into territory you don't want it to. Well, instead of trying to tell yourself, don't think about this, don't think about, you know, whatever I'm thinking about, which always makes me think about it, right? Always makes it worse. Instead of me saying, don't think about politics or, or my anxieties or whatever I'm telling myself not to think about, it's so much easier to shift my brain and become intentional about what I'm doing, about being present in whatever activity I'm doing. So again, if I'm driving the car, I want to be intentional about driving the car. Like, okay, I got the steering wheel in my hands. I'm pressing on the gas. Okay, I'm noticing cars around me. All right. I'm sitting here in the seats. I'm listening to the music. Hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I can hear that. And I'm just being intentional about it. Taking control from autopilot to aware, awake, focused. And when I do that, what that does is it shuts off these other thoughts. Now, again, expectations, let's be realistic. It's not going to instantly shut off all these thoughts. Um, and it's not going to be perfect in the sense that they're going to go away forever. It's going to quiet them down as I focus here. And then they may come back, and then I need to focus here. And then they may come back, and then I focus here. And I may have to do that over and over and over again. But if I do that, as I do that, what that does is it takes control of my brain. I'm telling my brain what I want to focus on. And what I want to focus on right now is driving my car or doing the dishes or, you know, 
Maybe it's even watching the news cycle, but I'm going to be present about it. I'm going to be mindful about it. I'm going to be conscious about it. I'm not going to let my mind just kind of spin and wander. And by me in choosing and intentionally being wherever I am, I am focusing my brain. Because my brain can only focus on one thing at a time. And by being intentional, I'm beginning to make myself mindful because intentional is the first step in mindfulness. And if you haven't seen that workshop, I want to suggest you go check it out at the Gathering of Good People. But for now, let's start being mindful by being intentional in what we do. And as we are intentional about things, we're going to take back control of our brain and we're going to be able to turn on what we want to focus on and at the same time, turn off what we don't want to focus on. All right, give that a try. Let me know in your comments if that works, how that works. Let me know in your comments and, you know, what your fatigue is about and and maybe share some of your angst and anxiety with me as well. And again, I hope to see you soon. I'm Brett, licensed psychotherapist and the host at thegatheringofgoodpeople.com. Take care.